Hello, my friends. Welcome to Detox Podcast. I am Denise Walker, your host. This is episode 71, I believe. It's called Wendy. And if you are looking for a copy of Pick Your Poison, which this is what this podcast is all about. Uh, If you're new here, I sit down, I go through my poetry collection, Pick Your Poison. We're still on volume one. We've got three poems left, including this one, until we're done volume one, then we're moving on to volume two. You don't need a copy of my poetry collections to enjoy this at all, but if you if you like it and you'd, you'd like to support me and, and buy some of my books, you can buy them on my website, uh, denisewalkerspeaks.com or through City and Soul, my wellness collective business. Uh, we have them in our store, in person, in retail. Yes, we're still open for retail during this second lockdown here in December 2020. Uh, we have free local pickup, and you can also just shop online, get it shipped to your house kind of thing. Uh, yeah, so this is the poem, Wendy, from Pick Your Poison, Volume 1. I ebb and I flow. I rake my weary water over sand and silt. My underbelly licks rocks that cut. Each wave brings new broken shells. Each undertow takes them away. Like the changing of the tide, these feelings, too, will fade. It's called Wendy because I wrote it for another person in my recovery program, which at the time was called Hip Sobriety School. It's now called Tempest Sobriety School uh, by Holly Whitaker. Uh, This woman, Wendy, was in the class and she was sharing one of her struggles, some of her struggles in recovery, as we do, and I just wrote her this little poem and I really liked it, so I stuck it here in this book. It's, It's about the ebb and the flow of recovery. You know what I'm talking about, right? It's not linear. How many times have we heard that? Recovery, healing, it's not linear. Yeah, it's not. I don't know if you're listening to this, you might be in a place where things seem pretty fucking dark for you. And I don't even mean in the grand scheme, this macrocosm of the pandemic or what have you. Um, I'm talking about just with you, your specific experience, your specific journey, your specific path. I know back when I was drinking heavily, it seemed freaking impossible. The idea that I was doing something so horrible to myself and that I could go on faking being happy, faking being healthy, and like always shrouded in this shame and guilt that walked with me every day that picked at me and eroded me, this underbelly that that licks, that's licked by the, the rocks. It's like being in this weird, this, like in this poem, I'm talking about being in this sort of like shallow, currented river or, or rocky shore of an ocean where For some reason, you're just laying down, you know, laying down in not surrender. It's more like defeat. Feeling extremely defeated and you don't have the strength to stand up. You don't even remember what it's like to walk. 
and you're laying down in this shallow body of water where this current keeps pushing you along this like shrapnel ground beneath you and your belly is being shredded by all of these sharp things these rocks that cut each wave brings new broken shells that slice away this like beautiful thing typically bodies of water people find them very peaceful serenity you know um very very calming sometimes the ocean people are very drawn to the ocean things like the lapping of the waves can be soothing the uh finding of seashells can be quite fun and adventurous and kind of nice little token of vacation or just like to enjoy the idea that that life is so much bigger than you that this ocean is so impossibly large that you can barely even understand the size of it the depth of it and that's kind of like emotions right <laughs> emotions in recovery there's a lot of water imagery here and water is the element of emotions you find it in tarot the cups the cups represent emotions the emotional realm the heart chakra these feelings and it's it's like a onslaught of emotions before and after and during recovery <laughs> That's what life is. It's emotions and it's about uh, navigating emotions and the the water in this poem is is talking about those emotions essentially. It's not necessarily kind of like the outside cuts and bruises that we get from interactions with people. It's about the internal pain. This underbelly of mine represents the internal the unconscious and the subconscious these dark feelings of shame and guilt how poisonous they can be how they clung to my skin like these insidious creatures these vampires Fangs latched into my veins, into my arteries, unrelenting, unreleasing, and draining me. It's this wave of despair. And then the tide recedes and the despair ebbs. It dissipates and then it comes back. It's the cyclical nature of everything. Down to the days where I would drink and then I would sleep in this unconscious, sedated state. And I would wake and despair would crush me until I began to drink again, and then it 
would then go to sleep, wake up, despair would crush, it would recede, and then I'd drink, and then sleep, and then despair would crush. My days were like waves in the ocean. Always in this unbreakable pattern. How can you stop an ocean wave? A breakwater, perhaps. A new structure. Something to retain the calm from the constant onslaught of the emotions. Deep and far out in the ocean where these waves are created, where they originate, they crescendo and decrescendo, coming closer and closer and closer and closer, up and down, swelling and crashing. churning all sorts of things beneath the surface. And then it stops at the shore, or at the breakwater, or at the dam. It ends. And like the changing of the tide, these feelings, too, will fade. Pain is meant to be a teacher. I saw somewhere a quote along the lines of, of course you are suffering, the human existence is to suffer, but it is how well you suffer that, that matters and that teaches you. And while that might seem dark, it's, it's this idea of uh, santosha in yoga, which means contentment, which is the, not the same as happiness. It's just contentment. It's complete detachment from sort of outcome or wanting something to go a specific way. It's the release of expectation but rather being completely content with the present moment and knowing that you will be completely content with whatever outcome comes your way, no matter which path you choose. Things can be very upheaving in life. Change can come like a tiny lap in an ocean, a little dribble of a creek or it can come like a monsoon, a typhoon, a hurricane. Can you find contentment in the downpour? The same contentment that you would relaxing carefree beside the babbling brook. Pain is meant to be a teacher. There is a parable in Buddhism 
I'm not sure if it's actually called a parable. I'm not sure what their little stories are called. I shouldn't say little. They're, in, they're quite impactful. However, there is this story in Buddhism where there's this palace. It's a magnificent palace and the empress resides inside. And we have another character, the warden of the palace, who is right in the foyer, protecting the door. Because on the outside of the palace, there is a beast, a monstrous creature that is attempting to be let inside the palace. At first, this beast is small. And the warden says, get out of here, you ugly creature. You foul mistake. You are not welcome here. Be gone. And these insults allow this monster to grow. It feeds its ugliness and it grows larger and more grotesque and stronger and more aggressive and it starts to rattle the walls, shake the door, shatter the windows. And the warden becomes more imposing, more assertive, and says, You evil monster, you are made of all that is wrong. You are a mistake. How could you believe that you are welcome here? in this beautiful, divine, pure place. Your very existence taints our palace. And this causes the monster to grow even larger, threatening to break open the door any moment now. And this is when the Empress descends down the stairs. She walks to the front door. The warden tries to stop her saying, what are you doing? Do not let that thing inside. And the Empress says, quiet. She opens the front door and welcomes the beast inside. She embraces it in her arms and she says, dear one, you are welcome here. I know you are suffering, I know you are in pain and you are hurting. There is nothing for you to fear here. You may be completely yourself, you are safe, you are home, and I will make space here for you. This causes the beast to shrink, to soften. And above all, this authentic version of what was once an evil creature is more like a sad child in need of nurturing and soothing. And the story tells us that when pain and suffering and hardship try to knock 
on our internal palace door. That the more we resist it, the more we aggressively push it away, hate it, despise it, condemn it, the worse it gets. What we repress, we project. I'll say that again. What we repress, we project. This pain, these things that we do not allow ourselves to feel, the things we run from, they become our shadow. This aspect of the self that resides deep within these parts of us that do not get to see the light of day. We do not let them out. They are caged. They are jailed. They are locked up. Yet the more we lock these things away, the bigger they grow. And before we know it, we're not in control anymore. And these things begin to seep out in our interactions, in our behaviors. We begin to become the beast. We begin to lash out at those around us because we are in pain on the inside. The more we hate ourselves, the less love there is to give to others. And this pain, this suffering, it is like waves in the ocean. They swell and they crash and they recede. It ebbs and it flows and we may be so tired that we are laying down in this rocky, silty, shrapnel-esque shore where the waves just run our underbellies over these rocks, cutting, scratching, injuring. We may have been lying here so long we've become numb to it. Let it in. Begin to sit with these feelings, these parts of yourself that you despise, these things you do not allow yourself to be, to feel. Begin to welcome them in. Welcome them inside the palace and say, you are safe here. Shame, talk to shame as if it were a person. Say, shame, I know that you have been hurting. You have been trying to tell me all along how much pain you've been in. We are friends now. You are safe here. I will make space for you. Do this with the hard emotions. Treat them like small children that are just 
acting out because they don't know how else to communicate these intense feelings inside. Guide them, help them, and in turn, you will guide yourself. You will release the power that they have over you. They will become your allies instead of your enemies. They are stronger together. Wendy, I ebb and I flow. I rake my weary water over sand and silt. My underbelly licks rocks that cut. Each wave brings new broken shells. Each undertow takes them away. Like the changing of the tide, these feelings too will fade. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It's always an honor to share my poetry and share my thoughts and my experience with you. I'm glad that you are here listening. I'm sending love to you if you're struggling and if you're thriving or somewhere in between. A potent question you may ask yourself when looking inwards or to the future Say, I wish to see the highest possible outcome. I wish to see the highest possible outcome. It's a powerful statement. And allows us to push the ceiling on our greatest expectations. And then release such expectations and sink into santosha or contentment. New Year's Eve is on the horizon 2020. If you're in a place where you're not allowed to gather with others and you have no plans, or if you have some plans, we have a wonderful workshop at City and Soul. It's only 90 minutes. It's from 7.15 until 8.45 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. It's online so you can join from anywhere. It's led by Sony, one of our wonderful teachers and facilitators here at City and Soul. She's going to be leading us through making little vision cards for 2021, as well as a beautiful visualization yoga nidra practice which if you don't know what that is it's a it's sometimes called yogic sleep and it's a meditation that you do lying down which is so blissful of course and it's just a really really luxurious delicious experience it's only $15 so if you're interested hit up cityandsoul.ca/workshops and sign up i hope to see you there have a lovely week.